Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. If I asked you to do some recording, some video recording for your business, what would your immediate reaction be? For most of my clients, it is a hard no, and it takes a lot of coaxing to get them on a camera, talking and relating to their audience to build their community. The thing is, video is here to stay for marketing. And so if we don't make peace with it, it's going to make our marketing growth really difficult as things change and adapt and the hunger for video just grows and grows. This has been um, exemplified in the way that TikTok has grown and short form video is going and especially this year on Instagram as Instagram has moved from being more than a photo sharing app and just using video. I really wanted to help you if you've got blocks and video. So today we're talking to Harrison. He is a video coach. And one of the things I love about him is that he used to be incredibly shy in front of the camera himself. So he doesn't come across as someone who has always felt confident. In fact, for a very long time, all he wanted to do was stay behind the camera and not have anyone pay attention to him. Harrison lives in the UK and I'm going to tell you now, he is one of the nicest people on the internet that I have met in the last few years. He is genuinely a kind and caring and gentle person and I love the thought of being able to spend time learning from him about how to build that confidence. Welcome to episode 18 of Map It Marketing. I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with Harrison and helping you become more confident in your video. Now, if you don't like doing video and so you're tempted not to listen to this podcast, I strongly recommend just give it a go. I promise you we're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but you will learn some great tips from Harrison today. And if you'd like to talk about everything and, and go through some of the stuff that you've listened to in this podcast, do come along to our Facebook group, Map It Marketing, to help you become a better marketer. Right, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Map It Marketing. I'm so pleased that you're tuning in and listening to this, and I'm really looking forward to introducing to you our guest, Harrison. I'm going to do that in just a moment. Um, but first, I would like just to encourage you, if you find the information useful today and you want to come and talk through things and understand, do come to our Map It group, Map It Marketing. You can ask any questions in there. I don't believe in, in anything being a too dumb a question. And if you do start asking too many dumb questions, our team will manage you anyway, so it'll be all right. So come along and ask questions in there. But let's just jump right in. I am really excited about um, having Harrison today on our podcast. I talked about it a bit um, in the intro. I lie. I haven't done the intro yet, guys, but I'm, I'm telling you, I am going to tell you about him in the intro. Um, but I, I need to ask Harrison before we start. He's, he's going to help us with video. Um, he just mentioned, and I heard this from another person in the UK this morning, that they're currently suffering from a heat wave of diabolical proportions. And as a New Zealander who's like loves the heat, I want to know what is a heat wave in, in the UK? <laughs> oh, Rachel, it is hot over here. 
It is currently, wait for it, 26 degrees Celsius. Okay. I mean, that is that is still a warm day, right? Is that as hot as it gets? I mean, yeah, that is hot. <laughs> that that is hot. Don't ever and come to Canterbury in the South Island on a, in the summer because it often gets to 35. That, one, that of our, one of our team members lives in Australia and um, she has 42 days. Like days at 42. It's pretty hot. Like they they don't want to go outside on those days. So you could literally cook a pizza on the bonnet of your car. Yes. Apparently we're going to put that pineapple on that pizza. Is that right? And we're finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, I promise you. Uh, so Harrison and I have bonded over a couple of things. Um, one, our love of um, goats. Uh, you'll know from if you're a regular listener to the show that I have a saying, which is, you know, you need to be a goat in a tree. Um, Harrison hasn't it doesn't didn't talk about goats a tree, but he did a beautiful Instagram carousel post around how awesome goats were, which I thought was very quirky and was actually the reason I asked him um, to be on the show. Um, and then the other thing was the fact that um, he he does not agree with pineapple on pizza, whereas I have been known to have a bit of Hawaiian every now and again. <laughs> I mean, who who would have thought that me posting a uh, something about goats and my love of goats would have got me onto a podcast with a lovely Australian lady like yourself. Oh, hey, New Zealander. New Zealander, sorry. It's okay because we love Australians too. We have New Zealand and We're very, you know, I guess it would be like me saying that you were Scottish. Would it be the same thing? Ooh, I don't know. I, I feel like there is a bit more rivalry there. Um, oh, no, we, we have rivalry. Yeah. We have rivalry. Yeah. yeah we, but we, love, we is... do love each other as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. New Zealand. Oh, no, it's okay. You know, we, we're good. We're, we're in Tibetan, so, you know, we get smushed together all the time. Now, let me ask you about you. Um, tell me a little bit about you and what you do and a little bit about your background. Okay, so I'm – my phone's on Do Not Disturb. I don't know how that has just happened. <laughs> that does the same thing. It's so annoying. Honestly, it's, it's on Do Not Disturb. My name is Harrison. I am 27 years old, and I'm living in the UK, currently in a heat wave, if you didn't know. <laughs> Um, I absolutely cannot stand pineapple on pizza. I am I am promoting the fact that it should be illegal. And my love for video, um, which is which is what I do. I'm a video content creator, video coach, started when I was younger, um, holding cameras while on holiday, making family films while on holiday. And then it's kind of turned into this coaching business slash creating slightly eccentric, shall we say, video content with my strange sense of humor um, and just loving every second of it and really trying to help businesses level up using video. And then also focusing, which I know we're going to talk about, is overcoming camera shyness. I am a recovered camera shyness person um, and I am kind of at the other side of it now. And I really, really want to make it my life goal to help as many people overcome it as possible i i really love that because um for me um i don't I, I like the camera like i've always liked the camera i used to do a bit of tv and stuff like that and the camera comes on me and i become like this different person like i'm more animated <laughs> i just i'm a monster in the front of the camera but i i do understand that in other things like i know for me i really struggled with jumping into just really showing my thoughts on in public because I was terrified someone was going to do that Princess Bride thing where they stand and go at you, you know. And so I love that that's something you do. I've, I've got a question about it because you said, you know, as a kid you were making those family holidays. Was that partly to get away from having to be on the camera yourself? Yeah, so to be honest, at that age, I'd never even thought about being in front of the camera. I think some people are born to 
you know, they want to be an actor or an actress. Whereas for me, it, that was never a thing. So for, for me, there was never that thought when I was that age was like, right, I need to be in front of the camera, not behind it. I just enjoyed capturing memories. That's the best way of putting it. So when we got back from a holiday, there was nothing, no greater feeling than all my family sat around watching this video I'd made from the holiday, rather than looking at a load of pictures that no one wanted to be a part of. The, the thing is with video is, especially on family holidays, you can just kind of capture that behind the scenes. You can kind of sneak around without being weird. But mm. when you say to people, smile, it's like, oh, do we have to? Especially when it comes to family, right? Yes. So I loved capturing memories. It was only when I was probably at university where I thought, actually, being in front of the camera might be a pretty cool skill to master, but it terrified me. And that's when that transition happened. That's really interesting. Actually, when you were talking about that, I, I watched this TikTok. I'm, I'm into TikTok at the moment. And I watched this TikTok Same. video. It was someone who, a bit like you, had made a family video and they'd done a family wedding, but then they dubbed it over with like a Shit's Creek style kind of dub over with sarcastic comments between like the nice. like, things out. And I was like, it is a it is a real skill. My my daughter, she's fifteen. She's got that skill of editing. Like you can give her something, and she can just tie something together and turn it into a story. That is a real yep. skill, isn't it? Just like let's before we talk about the camera thing. That is one of the other things I think we'll get stressed about. Is it's not today. You know, when we used to talk about being on camera, you'd get a camera crew in and you'd get people in and they'd edit everything. That technical side is often part of that fear. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think we are we bought up watching our favorite YouTubers, our favorite TikTokers that have got thousands of pounds worth of cameras and lighting where it actually, for me personally, um, certainly this, this didn't help me was having fancy equipment in front of me because it, it scares you even more when you've got lights and cameras and all sorts. So I'm all about simplifying the process. And I honestly believe that video has never been as accessible as it is today. Uh, I think that is so true. Like I find that one of the things that I have discovered from actually being on TikTok is even the idea with the TikTok editor that I can clip little bits and make things a lot more snappier yep. and you can actually make something sound like it's it's quite a professional, reasonably professional, um, edit, you know, to tell a story instead of having to just jump on and talk to camera and hope that every word is perfect in that one take. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, there's no secrets on my profile, you know, who I am here, who I am with my family, who I am on the videos, that's me. And one thing I do say is that all of my Instagram reels are created on this mm. with a free editing app on this. I have, I have the equipment, I have Final Cut Pro to edit, but I know what is easier for me. And, and it's that. So um, for those of you listening to the audio, he picked up a phone. Um, oh, yeah, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> he's so apologies. video friendly. He just wants to do it. Um, but can yeah, I ask sorry. you, you said a free app. What app do you use for your video? So I use InShot, which oh, is available. Too. Yeah, iOS and Android. There's no excuses, people. It's absolutely free of charge. You don't need to dig deep into your pockets for this one. It's free of charge, and it is as easy or as complicated as you want it to be. Um, yeah, I've been, um, I started off pretty, pretty basic in it. And I think one of the things I tell my clients is you don't have to know everything about the app when you start. You can just have a little play. There's not, nothing wrong with a couple of mistakes here and there. And then you can get a bit fancier and do like the pips and other things like that if you want to do them. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you that, that it is that idea of just being released to play is really important when you're learning. Now, before we um, jump into a few things around the video, I do have a very important question about your past. Okay. Because you say that you didn't want to be on video. However, yep. you do have a past career 
experience that does yep. indicate to me that you do love to perform. I know where you're going with this, but please, please, just in case I don't know, I'm not going to give anything away. <laughs> oh, no. Now I feel like I want to, like, like jump you in here. So you did actually used to do a little bit of a onstage rhyme rhythm thing going on, didn't you? Yeah. So I did. Yeah, there's there's no hiding it. I mean, I, I put it out to the world um, the other day, which was difficult, actually, a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be, just because I think it brought back a lot of bad memories, but also good memories. And the, it's a bit of a strange one but i did i used to love and i still do now kind of but not in the same way but love making music whether it was rap music the rap side of things wasn't so much oh look i'm a rapper you know i want bentley's and this and that it was more of putting things together and rhyming and that creative side and and also making people laugh because that's something that i think is really important um and it's something i've always done is try and make people laugh um and that was something that i did and we'd have like you know in school rap battles and things yeah. like that and yeah that that was something i did and i guess you're right that that may be where the performing side of things started or the entertainer side started but certainly not on camera i mean you won't find any footage very very rare that you'll find any yeah you can try you can try pretty good at googling actually because i do think um people often are quite surprised when they find out i'm introverted because i do like being on camera and i do like that kind of performance side and i speak i do lots of speaking but for me there's a even though i say it's the same person there is a public persona person that i put on it's a it's a bit more the person on camera is a little bit more than the real life person Mm. Um, and I do, I write um, marketing parody songs. So I'm totally connecting with this. I, I'm due to do a bunch. My 15 year old now does the inter- arrangements of them. But um, I did one last year for Christmas. I, I spent, I literally spent weeks on this. I, I was so tired. I was so busy. But I did one to last Christmas and it had like nine part harmony and I did it on a cappella app. And, oh, yes. And it got to the point where I was like, you actually literally have to stop working on this because there's all this other stuff you have to do. But for me, that same thing like I love that music thing and I love bringing the humor and the music to help people connect because if we're just teaching from a boredom place like a real straight place it's really hard for people to take stuff in and I think that's what you do as well as that's what you do so well yeah and I think that that's that is actually you know what you've mentioned there Rachel is that like people a lot of people do struggle with the who they are in real life and who they are on camera i put real life there in inverted commas because for me there's there's no separation between the two but i know that for a lot of people and certainly me to begin with it was like right i'm this person but i can't show who i am on camera 100 percent because i can't swear and people won't like me if i say this and do this and actually i've you know only in the last year i've fully kind of embraced and been un- unapologetically myself and I think we have to and and I understand that a lot of people are ch- that's a challenge for them mm, it is hard I, I feel like for me video has been a very healing thing which seems mm. weird um but I was the quirky kid at school I was kind of quirky and then it kind of got beaten out of me when I was a teenager and I just wanted to really fit in and I'm, I'm going to show you in a minute these glasses because they quite often appear these big sunglasses. I quite often use these big sunglasses and joking. Um, I've yeah, got a yeah. big part of props because they help me kind of get that goof side over with video. And you don't have to do that. Like people might be listening to this and go, oh, do I have to be goofy? Goofiness is a part of who I am. And so mm-hmm. video has really liberated that chance for me to do that. I, I'm thinking that that's the same for you, isn't it? It's kind of maybe helped you show the real Harrison. Do you know what was really difficult for me? I was 
wasting all of my energy on trying to be someone else when actually it's so much less energy zapping to just be yourself. And the moment I had that realization and that light bulb moment, I felt fulfilled like almost instantly because I was like, oh my God, I can be myself and people like that. Some people don't. More because they're not seeing the fake. They're not seeing something off. And I'm so like, I am so proud of you for that, but I'm also so gutted because I only learned that in my 40s. And I think it's so important to actually have that because so many people are walking around going, I have to show what people want to see, not the real me. And the real you, unless you're, I mean, I always go, look, Donald Trump had 70 million people voting for him. You know, he's showing the real him. And whether you like him or not, a whole lot of people liked him. And so you just be the real you. The right people for you will come to you if that happens. And video is a great way to do that, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And that's why my kind of slogan since I started this has been just hit record because I think it's so important that we do just hit record and don't don't let the overthinking or the technical side of things take over because I think the more you think about oh I need to start creating video content the less likely you are to do it or the less likely you are to do it and be yourself so what you need to do is hit record and just go for it just just speak to that camera and speak to the people and remember that that camera is not judging you and that is the key it's not judging you the camera is not judging you is such a great thing to say. I actually, um, I have this on on Otter AI. It's transcribing as we talk. That will be mm. a quote because that is a, such a beautiful one. Now, I have actually been using one of your techniques with our clients. Um, I credit you for it, by the way. I, if I steal a specific technique, I will. Oh, you're more than quote. welcome. You go. But it was one where you talked about people who are so petrified of being on camera. You gave them a step-by-step process. Do you want to walk through what that is? Because I found it such... I was giving them something else. You took it a step back further and I felt like you just really did understand the fear because for people I've worked with, they've gone, oh my gosh, I can do that. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was, well, there's two things that spring to mind. So there's the video journaling, which Excellent. is, yeah, yeah, cool. So that is something that really helped me. And, you know, like we discussed at the start of this is that we both are kind of teaching and helping people from our own experiences. You know, what what I teach in my coaching sessions and what I talk about on my Instagram is stuff that I've done. So the video journaling side of things, I think is really important. And in a nutshell, um, you, you know, more than welcome to anyone listening or watching this to go and check it out on my feed. But in a nutshell, video journaling is essentially the same as journaling, but in front of a camera. So what I want you to do is at the start of your day, as soon as you get up, prop your phone up and hit record. Talk to your camera about what you're doing that day, what you're feeling and what your goals are. And basically every single morning and do that. And eventually you'll start feeling more comfortable just being around the camera. That's the point of this. But also this isn't going anywhere. This is literally just in your phone for you to watch back. What you will find is it will go either one of two ways for the first day. It will either go on for ages, like 10 minutes, you'll be waffling to the camera, or it will go on for 10 seconds because you'll be like, my name's Joe Bloggs and today I'm doing this. And then you'll panic, right? That's okay. That's the point. And every day you do it, you're becoming more comfortable to the point where you're just completely oblivious to the fact there's a camera. Um, And that's kind of in a nutshell. Um, But there's a lot of... I guess psychology behind it and mm. and that was something that really helped me with both public speaking and being in front of the camera. I really love it. Now, if they've if they've done that, what would be the next step for you? like cuz I know for me what I'd recommend I'd be interested to see if we do the same thing. 
what would be the next step into video for you after that? Like if they were going to go right now, I'm ready. What's the easiest step for them after that? So I would recommend jumping straight to Instagram stories um, because that is pretty much what you're doing. Um, I guess with Instagram stories, you can control a little bit more in terms of what you're saying and you can cut stuff out. But it is that raw behind the scenes element that is really, really going to humanize your brand instantly um, and differentiate between you and these robotic brands and businesses that we see every day on social media. Your personality is what is selling you. Your personality is what attracts people. So that is exactly what you should do. So do the video journaling. Once you feel confident, jump onto Instagram stories and just talk to your people because they are waiting to see your face and hear your voice. I have um, a couple of clients where I've basically, I bullied, let's be honest, I bullied them into doing it. Um, and one of them, I fought with her for four years. I'm still, I've got another client. I'm still like, I'm hoping this podcast is going to be the final crack for this person and just, she's going to do it. But um, one of them, she was like, I don't want to do it. It's a waste of time. On day two, she got someone saying in a message, oh my gosh, I'm so pleased you explained how that worked. I'm going to go and buy one now. And she wow. went, oh my gosh, it works. And then the other person, I got an email saying, you lied, you bitch. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh. And she sent me this long email about how I'd said that no one was going to watch her on the first day, not to worry about it. And that it wouldn't be, it would be totally fine. And she said, all these people watched it and, and said that I was awesome and they wanted to buy my stuff. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like yep. it yep. is amazing. People are waiting to hear from you. You wouldn't believe the amount that video influences buying decisions. Like that is something that, you know, as soon as you get, as soon as you hear from someone that a product has worked for them or services work for them, the first thing you do is Google it or YouTube how it works or whatever. And we look for these how-to guides. That is influencing your buying decision. If I see an advert for something that I know that I need in my life and it's telling me how to use it and it's super easy, I'm buying it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Like it, it really, you know, there's so many different avenues to video. But at the same time, I'm really trying to focus on simplifying it for the individual that I'm coaching or talking to on Instagram mm, because I, I understand that. that some people don't think the video is necessarily applicable to their business, which I would disagree with. I challenge anyone to challenge me to kind of say that video doesn't fit for their business because I'll make it fit. I agree with you. I feel that that I would I would have said maybe three or four years ago, look, you can probably get away without having it. And now I'm I'm like, you just can't escape it. You have to have video. Uh partly because of the way that we're consuming content. We just want to see, I think, part of it. And it's interesting because you've just had Freedom Day, I think, in the UK. Um, we were yeah. all outraged by it. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things with, like, you guys have had, like, a lot of lockdown, a lot more than we have in New Zealand. Um, and I feel that one of the things that video has shown or uh, moved us through is that with the rise of social media, even with lockdowns or without lockdowns, we've become a lot more insular. And so we're craving a human connection that you can't get from a photo or a static image. When you've got a, when you've got a video, you're watching micro expressions. You can't lie. If you're lying on a video, people will be able to tell that you're lying. Um, is that, is that how you think too, that that's one of the reasons it's so important? That is, you literally took the words out of my mouth. That's absolutely spot on. And 
let's be honest, TikTok only really took off during lockdown for that exact reason. We were all in a pretty kind of depressive state of mind because we were locked in our houses. And, you know, I know that you guys had it bad as well, like we all did. And I think that we were looking, like you said, we were looking for that human interaction, but also just to pick me up. So yeah. that is where video is so important. Let's be honest, the high street offices, like big corporate offices, they're never going to be the same again. Um, and certainly not in our time. So I think that, well, actually, video is the way. I mean, look at Zoom, you know, mm -hmm. look at all, yeah, the, all, now. <laughs> yeah, all of these platforms, which potentially half of us didn't even know about before, mm -hmm. you know, before it was just Skype. So yeah, video is the way that we can all keep in touch with each other, regardless of what's happening in the outside world. And that is so important. Yeah, and I think too, like I, I love public speaking and live speaking, but one of the things with video is that it, it, you have a recorded end result that you can use again. Um, and I, I've actually, the, the podcast that's coming out today, the day that we're recording this is around TikTok. It's from a client, oh, not client, an amazing guest, Tasha. No, I shouldn't say she's a client. She definitely isn't. Um, and and she talks about how that she didn't want to be on video, but she's now getting like $10,000 day sales from these TikTok videos. and the trust level, like how it's built this community, it's so powerful what you can do. And then she's repurposing it. One video goes everywhere. Um, are you doing that? Are you repurposing your content? I am. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive advocate of repurposing not only video content, but also, you know, from blogs, from audio, from, I mean, everywhere I could, I could repurpose from anywhere. And I, and I do, um, I also repurpose ideas. So not just the content that's gone out, but actually ideas that I've had that I've thought, actually I'll adapt them so they're more appropriate to this person. Realistically, we are all posting out our own messages and, and values and stuff and, and content, but each time we're targeting different people. So if I post a carousel about camera shyness and then I post a video about camera shyness, they're both targeting different people because some people respond better to imagery and some people you know respond better to video so the same message but i'm hitting different people um, and that's really that's the way i look at it because obviously i'm a marketing strategist and, and I, I that little nugget just kind of lit a little light in me because i i kind of think about repeat, repeating the content but i didn't think about the fact that it's because of the different way people learn you are actually impacting that and i should know that because i'm a teacher as well as a strategist but so that was awesome i love that now um what are some common fears about video for you? Like, obviously, we've got like the technical one, the worrying that people won't like us. Are there other ones that you see are quite common? I guess you've got you've got the umbrella term, which is the overthinking side of things, and obviously, then under that, everything kind of you know we can we can go on for various different avenues and different worries and concerns. I think you're right. I think there's the element of what are people going to think, friends and family. That's kind of the main one that I hear about. Also, one that maybe we don't think about is, uh, which I have helped people with, is um, how they sound. Uh, yes. They don't like hearing their own voice back, mm. which is interesting because that wasn't actually something I struggled with, but I know that it's something a lot of people do struggle with. Was it your post that talked about, it, was, it might have been you, it might have been Lucas, um, I saw a post that talked about why our voices sound different and it's to do with the way that it sounds in our ears. It wasn't me, but I've read exactly the same. So we must be following the same person that said Yeah, that, I'm actually I... interviewing him after you. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I found that was really interesting because it's the same with our faces. You know, quite often we're seeing a mirrored version of our face. We're not seeing the face that we see in the mirror. We're seeing the face, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. I can get confused. But it's that same thing, isn't it? It's, it's a disconnect. And so you feel unsafe when you see it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, you know, let's let's be honest. It, it doesn't feel natural. Like it's not you aren't just born. And I'm I know people say all the time you're born for movies and all this. You're not. You're not. Mm. You're not. You are. We are all kind of born into, I guess, a fearless kind of mindset, you know, when we're young, but I don't think you are born confident. I think you have to kind of build that up and other people build it up for you as well without you knowing. But yeah, I think there's that. I think there's imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? Who's going to want to listen to me? Do I know what I'm talking about? I was a massive, massive sufferer of imposter syndrome because I'm self-taught. And for anyone out there that's self-taught, exactly. For anyone out there that's self-taught, it's difficult to ever call yourself an expert or think you know enough to help people. But I'm telling you now, drop that guard because you're an expert and you will know more than most people. And it's all about your passion and who you are. And again, we come back to video. That's the way to showcase that. I think one of the things I learned from that is I did, I used to be a teacher years ago and one of the things I learned was um, I'm, I'm not a naturally agile person, but I'm quite creative. I found it much harder to teach five and six-year-olds how to do art than I did to teach them simple ball skills. And the reason that was is that I love art. I'm nat- All that beginner stuff that people struggle with, I can do that stuff. It's very easy for me. And so to go right back down to that beginner level and then help people build up was really tricky for me. But when it came to PE, uh, look, I was struggling to catch the ball myself. So if I was like going through and having to learn that before I taught it, I actually was a better teacher for that for young learners. And I think that's one of the things that made me have my piece is Look, I, I don't want to be the, I'm not always the front of line. When Clubhouse came out, you know, I didn't, I jumped and had a look around and then went, hey, my target market's not here. I'm not going to be here. I didn't, I didn't want to do the, I'm not always the first adapter, the early adapter. My clients are here. I'm, you know, I'm showing a level here. I'm like four or five or six or eight steps ahead. But I think that's the same with you. You, The reason you're good at what you do and the reason you caught my eye around what you do is I can see that you're teaching them the pathway that you found. Yeah. And that's powerful. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, firstly, that that's come across because that is the exact way I'm thinking is like, you know, no fancy jargon because firstly, not because not because I don't want to put people off, but I don't actually know it. <laughs> like I'm self-taught. I don't know. I, you, if you go back through my Instagram and look at some of the transition names that I, you know, that I used in a recent series, I mean, yeah, they're definitely not technically correct, but yeah, I think we just need to strip back to basics sometimes and simplify the process and also talk about, like you said, the step-by-step. So this is where I began. I'm, I'm, absolutely not ashamed of the fact that I used to be terrified. Um, and I'm confident that I can help anyone and everyone if they're ready to take action. And I think it's so important. And it, you know what, it's not just about confidence on camera, confidence with public speaking or being comfortable. It's actually a lot more personal than that as well. You feel better in yourself. You feel like, wow, I'm being myself. You know, your shoulders are back. You're feeling good. That's a really, really good feeling to have. And that's something that being confident on camera gave me. Yeah, I think for me, um, one of the things that I I struggled with for a long time is when you see yourself on camera, you're seeing you're seeing yourself in the way that you think, oh my gosh, is that how people see you? Because cameras don't hide flaws, you know. Like mm. um, I, because earlier I didn't I didn't do my hair properly and I had makeup on and stuff like that. And I do I just I do a lot of my videos without makeup and without my hair being tidy because literally Same. that's how I am. Most Same. Of the time. Yeah, you don't wear makeup and do your hair either? Damn nope, it. No, nope, very rarely. Sometimes on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, so and I often like I'm wearing this hood, I'm wearing a hoodie, and I purposely do it because I want people to go and see. I'm not trying to show you my perfect face. I'm not trying to show you. I'm just showing up as I am because actually people use me because my brain, not because I managed to straighten my hair this morning. And I I think that you don't have to do that, but it's very liberating when you understand that you can show up as yourself. And I think women find this quite hard because we get taught, you know, you've got to make sure you've got the the right clothes or you've got to be this size or whatever it is, this trendy thing. I don't know if guys feel that as much, but I think that it is that thing where you you feel like you've got to be this person, but that might not be who you are. And it's very yeah. liberating when people like the person you are. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it really is, and it and it's powerful. And and I can totally relate because in school I was a social butterfly. I was in and out of different groups, you know, and I I was the same. I felt like I needed to be good at football. I needed to be good with, you know, talking to girls. I needed to be academic. I needed to be this, I needed to be that. And I was none of them, or I was a little bit of all of them. I don't know, but yeah. I was a, a social butterfly. And I think that's something that I really struggled with. Um, and then thinking I was Eminem probably didn't help either. But look, <laughs> we, we, you know, we all have these past experiences. I'm through that one. And, you know, if anyone wants a freestyle, I'll, I'll bust one out. But I think at the moment, I'm very happy with the fact that I feel better in myself because i am myself and like that's it i do feel like we might need to do a remix reel at some point we might need to find like a topic about confidence or something i'll do like yeah. the singing bit you do the rapping bit and we can do like yeah a- yeah i'm there i'll do a bit of beatboxing as well you know <laughs> my, gosh, <it> sounds <laughs> my children will literally make me move out of the house i reckon that would be the final straw i joined tiktok and they didn't talk to me for a week um <laughs> So, so I love that you've got that that advice. It's so I've I've found this has been such a great conversation because I feel that people often struggle with video and thinking that it is that that it's such a big thing, but it is often about a personal journey as much as a as a professional journey. What are like you talked about? You use your phone. You use InShot. If someone besides getting that started and going from you know journaling to reels. What things do you recommend people talk about or what's some easy topics that people could potentially talk about to get started as well? Yeah, so I think one that would be a really good place to start, which is kind of what we've covered here, is talking about past experiences and how that is related to where you are now and what you're doing. I think that's really important. So I did a post about the wrapping. Yeah, it was funny. It was it was also meaningful you know there's loads of stuff behind it i've got another one coming up sneaky exclusive i used to be a bodyguard so i've got a post coming up about that so there's like but you relate it to your to your niche and to your industry and it it it's about it's about storytelling Mm -hmm. you know and social media the clues in the title hello be social like talk to people have the storytelling element so that would be where i would start is just Mm -hmm. thinking right what experiences in my life have got me to where I am today, whether they're good or bad, it doesn't matter. Share them. And then like we discussed, get on Instagram stories, talk to your people. They're, they're waiting for you. I think that's awesome. I, I do. I was joking with my husband the other day, because every time I do a LinkedIn post, it mentions when I was a single mother, um, I get like four times as many views and comments. <laughs> um, but I shared yesterday, I shared about the time that I'd wanted to meet Gok Wan. And then I happened to meet him the next week and he gave me like two pairs of glasses. And it was like this cool story about it. Uh-huh. Um, and but that was like so I do think personal story is really good and, and those are big stories but they can be little stories too can't they they can be like the time I was three and I got caught under a couch when I was visiting my friend because I wasn't allowed to be there they can be all sorts of little things that bring in just your little memories or things that people can resonate with 
It could literally be uh, as simple as when you went to the shop this morning, someone said something and it, you know, that's something you talk about. Wow. You know, they had this, this point of view or this opinion. Um, and also secondly, I've also met Gokwan and it was so, it was so random. He just literally walked past me and I did a video with him. So I'll, I'll send it to you. I but, love um, it. It, it was such a friendly, I, sorry, I just had to add that. It's in friendly. A, no, I love that you told me that. Yeah. I, I will actually just tell you. So I, I was on the way to a work trip and I was like, you know, one person I'd like to meet is Gokwan. And I just was in my head. So when I was at the airport waiting, I thought, I'm going to find the PR agency that's involved with this. And so I found someone and said, hey, look, I'd like to arrange an interview with him, like a phone interview or something. And they said, oh, he's going to be in the country next week. Would you like to be invited to his meet and greet and be given some glasses? And I was like, wow. Okay. So he, he fitted, they're not these ones, but he fitted glasses, gave me fitted glasses and I had a chat to him. And yeah. Yes, wow. he's, and he's, you know, he's had a, <laughs> yeah, there you go. He, he's had a pretty uh, incredible journey himself as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. Okay, we so have a lot. Look at him because he's interesting. He shares his past to connect mm. with people. Yep. That is the power, isn't it? It is. You look at anyone like that, that, that we kind of, we like, you know, whether they're in the limelight or not, and they've all had these experiences that have shaped, you know, where they, where they are now. I um, mean, also where they want to be. So I think just be, be yourself just hit record be unapologetically yourself and just enjoy every second of the process if you're not enjoying it don't do it it's as simple as that it really is don't overthink it just do it enjoy it if you don't enjoy it take a step away from it that's amazing now harrison um i know that you're in the uk which means you're in a different time zone but I like there's lots of people here that also do video and the reason I wanted you to be on the podcast is because we do actually share so many similar values um, around how you teach and you've got that really love you have a really beautiful gentleness around how I can see it like I can see that passion if people are listening and we do have people all around the world that do it who wanted to work with you how would they do that yeah of course um so the best way to do that is to uh, check me out on instagram which is I am H creative and I would absolutely just send me a DM. Let's, let's have a chat. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to network and I'm here to build a community and, and be around like-minded people. So send me a DM. Um, and there's various different avenues depending on the challenges you're facing and stuff. We can talk about coaching. We can talk about tips and tricks, anything that I can do to help you. I will do, but I would just say, send me a DM and let's have a chat. Cause I'd love to get to know you. Awesome. That's amazing. And um, your Instagram thing will be in the show notes as well. Uh, I, I, I've really enjoyed this because I do think that with video, people get here stuck, stuck with the technical stuff, which we've already said is actually quite simple um, to do. Um, but actually, it often is a heart thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a block and a heart thing. Um, and I do think that my why definitely came from the fact that I realized that video was part of a healing journey to come back to myself. And when I learned that, video became a lot more attractive. Yep. And that's the exact same journey that I've been on and the exact same feeling. And we completely share that. And I feel that. And I want as many other people to feel that as possible. Because like you said, it is part of healing. It's part of who you are. And there's no better feeling than showcasing who you are and people kind of paying for it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, you know, you can, you can really, really connect with people on a whole different level by using video content and i would recommend you start today people 
That's awesome. Um, and the um, as per normal, everybody um, at the end of this, there'll be like a little bit of me offering some practical tips about how to apply this in your marketing strategy. But Harrison, I want to say thank you so much for being part of today. Um, I do really love the heart that you have for marketing. And I, I get very passionate when I find other people like you from all around the world and go, oh, I can't believe I got to with the power of video and internet, I got to meet someone who shares the same values I have when it comes to the people that I want to serve as well. So thank you so much. Um, it was also very nice if people can't see the video. He's got a beautiful bunch of, of pink um, roses in the background that are uh, waving in the air conditioning crisis that Harrison oh. has had with his 26 degree heat wave. <laughs> so, it's like I'm sat in a room full of lava, but look, it's amazing. <laughs> you are an amazing host. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to anyone that is listening. And I look forward to receiving some DMs so we can, uh, we can have a chat. That sounds amazing. Looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much. I love the phrase, the camera is not judging you. And I also really love Harrison's phrase, just hit record, because I do think so often we get terrified about giving it a start and we're worried about making mistakes. Now, I'm going to go through a few things I'd like you to take from today. But first, if you live in the South Island of New Zealand, I'm coming to you. In September and in October, we're going to four areas. We're going to Invercargill, Dunedin, Christchurch, and then in Nelson. And I'm running my full-day Map It marketing course. It's completely free. You can come to it and learn and come out with an action plan to help you with your marketing. I would love to see you there. For everyone else, let's get back to some tasks. Right, so the first thing is, if you haven't been doing any video marketing, I want you to start with that journaling that Harrison suggested. Just open your phone and start talking to yourself and the camera to get used to it. It's basically just us getting more comfortable. Once you've done that, jump on stories and try and do a story. Record yourself on a story. Don't overthink it. Press send. Make it go live. Put the phone down and realize that the world has not ended. Let's start small and start moving through. Now, if you want to go beyond that, you can try reels and I would definitely follow Harrison for some more tips and ideas. He's got some amazing ones. So his details are in the show notes. Um, so do that. The the information about the courses, the event break courses will also be in the show notes. And we have got a great episode next week. We are talking all about how to repurpose content. And I'm going to share with you what I do once I've done this podcast and how I repurpose and reuse the content from it. And you can do exactly the same with blogs and other types of material. Look forward to that with you next week. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclaver.com slash podcast for more information.